Now, let me first put this disclaimer in front of my story. I go through life pretty much the same as the next schmo, stubbing my boot on a doorway that I thought I noticed, poking myself with a knife I just sharpened, making the same mistake for the fifth time, wondering why at myself. And yet, I can get a thought and it makes sense to me, and if I share it with you, then you'll either accept it or reject it as balderdash, love that word, and I can't do anything either way other than to offer my story and see what happens. Here goes. It's called a podcast. It's called Splinters. I'm Gary Rogowski. Thanks for joining me. Now, I'd gotten to the point where I needed to resume my morning ritual of going for a walk. My knees had gotten all messed up with the stress of moving heavy objects and the stress of emptying a large shop into a small space and stress, and then I wasn't moving so well with stress this this past spring. So I set myself a goal, and I did my stretches and started to see an acupuncturist and got my knees in pretty decent shape so I could at least go for my walk again in the mornings. That was a big deal. And I walked down this country road alone in the morning, that is unpaved, for my morning bill of rights, as I call it, and it presents me with all sorts of sights, out in the distance, the mountain sometimes, on a clear day, and and some baubles on the ground in any kind of weather, like rocks. And I go for my walk, and I look at the birds, the trees, and I pick up rocks. I like rocks. I see, I stop for a rock like an idea. Sometimes it's the shape that that arrests me. Sometimes it's the beautiful color. Sometimes when I pick it up, I find a defect within its shape and color, and that's beautiful. I don't pick up the first rock I see, the first pretty rock I see, because I'm going to carry it for the rest of my walk. So I try to take some time, decide what I'm after that day. Is it color or texture or? age, there's a lot of rocks to choose from. So I try to take my time and pick up one rock only. One has to focus on that one rock for the day, and that's it. It's enough. The alternative is what I live with now in my interneted world, as you do, perhaps not to this extent, but I started my studio and I have an idea, so I go to find a piece of wood that will help me with this idea, and I find this tool whose shape has always intrigued me, and I pick it up and spot a pile of wood in my way, so I do the jobs put in front of me, and I move that pile, and I find a template that needs a spot on the wall. Why haven't I found a home for this? And then I remember that there's a carving I want mounted, so my students will see it when they check into class, And I go grab my small ladder, which means I have to move this machine to get at it. And I stub my toe and I realize I never got to find that piece of wood. What am I doing over here stubbing my toe on a machine when my purpose was to find a lovely piece of wood? And that's my attention span in a nutshell. Fragmented. So the walk is important to me. The walk is is done not just to stretch my legs and help my knees, but to kind of put things in perspective for the day. Now, I walked half my route yesterday and rejected perfectly nice rocks along the way before I found the queen of my collection. So I thought, a blue-green piece of granite with white specks and a rounded form from years of weathering. And here's a, 
Here's an aside, a question. Why is it some rocks are rounded and smooth by the years, and others are made rough, pockmarked, shattered, made rougher by that time? Just like people, I suppose. Anyways, this granite, I think it's granite rock, has since been replaced by another beautiful rock. And that's how it goes. And with a grand def defect in it, a fracture on one face of it. And on this black rock, on that disturbed face is a lump, which feels good to touch. But flipping it over, I discovered there is a, a lump made almost white by millions of rubs on it. Something really hard is under that nub. This lump feels like a bone sticking through, or the rock maybe draped itself over something notable, captured inside of it before cooling and hardening some million, million years ago. I have to remind myself, pick a rock, one rock, a single rock, pick it up, toss it in the air, I wash it off, examine it, look at its color when it's wet, and then how it changes when it's dry, find its discrepancies, the rough spots, or is it all smooth? And I focus only on that one rock for the walk. It won't last. Of course it won't last. The day goes by fast. Another day, another dollar, another rock. And the hard thing is that collecting these rocks, I'm overtaken by, by greed, I guess. I mean, one, one rock beckons my attention and it's, it's pretty or colorful. It has a good shape or feels good in the hand. And I want to pick up two. Why not two? I've got two hands. I've got two pockets or three because I can carry three. Or why not fill my pockets with rocks because I want to make a small pathway with them. And what ends up happening is I don't pay enough attention to that first rock. I miss some characteristics of it, some nice qualities that my greed in finding more rocks every day loses. Or I might drop that rock on my way home as I'm holding on to all these other rocks too. Hungry eyes, hungry hands. So I limit myself and carry that one rock around with me for that day in my pocket. And I examine it or pull it out when I'm dreaming or thinking or maybe getting bamboozled by something in my day. And I have to say, even though I try to focus on that one rock for one day, I'll forget it. I will forget that rock. I will forget where I picked it up, why I picked it up, and what I thought made it special. It'll be just like another day. A day that went by and I don't remember it now. What happened last Tuesday? I got to dig down deep through some memory books, their covers and chapters, pages, paragraphs, sentences, and finally a word that might bring that Tuesday back to mind. It gets deeply buried. Each day gets deeply buried. What happened to that day? One rock at a time, I remind myself, and I know how that will end. But I still try and concentrate on that. And this pile I'm creating, I looked at this morning and said, hey, that's a lot of rocks. <laughs> you got maybe 60 days of rocks here. It's been a lot of days since I started doing this this summer, and I still can't place a particular rock with this day. I'm trying to remind myself, examine each rock. It helps to get me focused for a little while, and I have some cool rocks. Well, thanks very much for listening to me go on about... <laughs> well, I did not name it Rocks in My Head. I would like to point that out. I appreciate you listening Thank you for supporting me on coffee.com and for 
checking out the website, northwestwoodworking.com, and our classes. We'll have another build-along session sometime later this year. And we're getting ready for our online mastery program to start this year. Starts in a week, week and a half. There's a couple of spots remaining. So if you've been thinking about it, give me a holler. We can chat. I am also working on another project. It's another podcast. The new podcast is called Creativity, Hustlers, Fakers, and Thieves. And this is a slightly different approach for me. It's an interview series. Years ago at the studio, we would have these design open houses where I would invite other artists in to have a chat about some big ticket topic like curiosity or forgiveness, failure, quality. No right answers, but fun to discover how other people think about these concepts that intuitively an artist works with every day. You're working on a piece and you make a mistake. Do you <laughs> turn away from it? No, you stop and fix it. You have these standards. Anyway, the website is creativity-hft.com. We'll drop our first episode in the next week or so. I hope you'll give it a listen. I'll put a link on our website so you can find it more easily. Please give it a listen. Thanks very much. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you.